This is Journal Talk, Episode 11. You know, journaling can really stir the emotional soup. It takes us to beautiful places and it also can take us to some challenging places. You know, when we're laying our lives down on the page with a desire to know who we are and, you know, grow ourselves. And I'm really passionate about journaling as a self-care tool for helping professionals. You know, having that very forgiving and open creative space to enter, you know, with Mm -hmm. and for oneself, to let it be about the self and let it for a moment not have to be about everybody else. The journal doesn't have to be about, you know, how is this going to benefit my clients? Because essentially Mm. as helping professionals, when we really truly show up consistently to care for ourselves in loving ways, that in turn creates some pretty sacred ground to do the work of serving others. You know, sometimes these things can be considered self-indulgent or selfish, you know, taking this time. But the reality is, it's a message I think people can't hear often enough, that, you know, that ability to show up for the self fully is a critical life skill. It's a stress management skill. It is part of what sustains people to do change work and transformational work in the world. So I really believe in like guilt-free, unapologetic self-care and, you know, never for a moment feel that something like journaling is frivolous or a waste of time. And, you know, people will say these sorts of things when they're trying to figure out how it might fit into their lives, how they might make room for it. This is Journal Talk, a bi-weekly podcast about all things journaling. Journal Talk is a part of Write for Life, a web resource for journaling with passion, clarity, and purpose. You can reach us on our website at www.writeforlife.us. That's www.writee, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. And now, here's the host of Journal Talk, and the founder of Write for Life, journaling coach Nathan Oren. Welcome to Journal Talk. I'm your host and journaling coach, Nathan Oren, and today I'll be sharing my interview with Linda Monk. Linda is a woman who has made a business devoted to sharing the transformational power of therapeutic journaling. She offers books, workshops, and keynote speeches advocating the benefits of journal writing. Now, her target audience is the helping and the healthcare professionals, but it applies to just about everybody. We had a great conversation about a new trend emerging, journaling in groups. That's right, journaling privately, but with other people. Now, I'm someone who has just recently come out of the closet as a journaling addict myself. I've been keeping a private journal for just about 28 years, and for most of those years, I kept pretty silent about it. I don't know, maybe it's a guy thing, but especially when I was younger, I really didn't want people knowing that I wrote to myself. And of course, here I am today, out and proud, but Linda is taking the power of journaling to a whole new level. I have four segments of the conversation to play with you today. In this first one, Linda introduces herself and her business, Creative Wellness. 
and she gives us an idea of the kinds of workshops she leads around the country, and I have to admit, I am so jealous. If I could make a whole new start of my career path, I would love to do what Linda is doing. <laughs> I'm proud of the stand that she takes and the impact that she's making in the world. Go ahead and listen in. Would you like to share with us, Linda, a little bit about what you do and how you got started? I'm a registered social worker and a life coach, and basically everything I do revolves around teaching people how to use writing as a personal growth and health practice. Whether it's workshops or speaking or group coaching programs, the heart of all of the work is really tapping into the transformational power of what I call therapeutic journaling. Mm. And uh, yeah, I have always had journaling, you know, in my own life, and I certainly used it as part of how I managed stress and engaged in self-care and self-reflection when I worked as a frontline social worker. And that, that work lasted over a decade and often involved a lot of stress and trauma. And journaling was always sort of my secret thought of how I tried to stay, you know, healthy and well and grounded and not burn out doing work that, you know, is very emotional in nature. And so when I left that work and started Creative Wellness, which was in 2000, I did a lot of workshops in the area of burnout prevention for helping professionals and stress management, you know, mm. care for the caregiver type of things. Mm. And inside of that work, I would always introduce journaling you know, as one of many tools that can be used for managing stress and mm-hmm. you know, taking time for oneself. And more and more, I just... You know, it was something that I really loved so very much. I loved teaching that part of the workshops that I did. And over time, I just thought, well, what would happen if I really put a stake in the ground and said, this is what my work is about. It's really about writing and how writing can really truly be a companion for creating health and well-being and creating lives that we're excited about. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been up to for the past couple of years where I've really, you know, lived and breathed that work. And I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see where it's going to go next. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, one accomplishment already, you were just recently at a convention of some sort. Yeah, it was an emergent learning conference in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I live in uh, British Columbia, so I went from mm-hmm. the west coast of Canada to the east coast. It was a really exciting conference. Deepak Chopra was one of the keynote speakers. and yeah. it was. Yeah, and there was a thousand people in the room when he spoke, and that was really exciting to be part of. And the conference brought together educators, teachers, and I was able to do a session on uh, journaling and the power of storytelling as tools for uh, teaching and also for educator well-being. Wow. That was great fun, and and while I was in Halifax, I uh, taught a day at Dalhousie University. Uh, I called it Write, Discover, Grow, and it was for uh, social workers, therapists, psychologists. Uh, That was a one-day workshop through their continuing education program in their social work department. And on that trip, I did also did a session called Therapeutic Journaling for Healthcare Professionals at the Queen Elizabeth QE2 Health Sciences Center. And that was really fun. There were over 50 healthcare professionals, nurses, physiotherapists, occupational therapists, social workers, and I had the pleasure of taking them to the page for a couple of hours and really teaching them about journaling as a tool for their own replenishment and, and enlivened practice, essentially. Yeah. 
you know, there's not a lot of funding right now for professional development. And, yeah. uh, you know, a bit, a bit surprising, really, because, you know, you put a poster up about therapeutic journaling, and, you know, that might go either way. And uh, <laughs> so there's lots of excitement. And, you know, one of the things I love the most when I teach a journaling workshop or, you know, have the opportunity to do a keynote, and even if it's a speaking engagement, I always create really interactive sessions. I love that moment when I can hear all the pens scratching the paper at the same time, and I oh, just look yeah. out and I see all these beautiful people taking that time to write their thoughts and their feelings and their insights and I just so trust the power of journaling that I know when people do that something special happens you know even a five to ten minute journaling exercise I always ask people at the end you know how many of you got value out of that timed writing exercise I time it and I let them know how long they were writing every hand goes up and that was five minutes You know, we all have five minutes, and sometimes people, you know, will resist journaling or anything for that matter with that, you know, this mantra of modern day life where we say we don't have enough time. And I like to show people that even in a very short time, you know, like five minutes, something incredibly valuable can happen with journaling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole, you know, writing for wellness end of things is really the place that I've pitched my tent, if you wish, because, yeah, um, yeah. you know, the write, writing for health and also the personal growth end of things. And, uh, you know, more and more I'm declaring the work in the area of spiritual growth as well. And I don't mean, you know, with any religious affiliation, but I try to cross on all those dimensions, you know, when I'm teaching a journaling for health workshop, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and really expanding out into how can writing improve those dimensions of health. And that's, you know, an integrated health model. You're listening to another fun episode of Journal Talk with your host, Nathan Oren. We are interested in hearing from you, our listeners, whether this is your first time tuning in or you are already a subscriber to our podcast. So please send us your reactions, comments, feedback, suggestions, and let us know what you like most or least about Journal Talk. Email us at info at write for life dot us. That's spelled I N F O at W R I T E the number four life L I F E dot US. We look forward to hearing from you. And now back to more journal talk. Welcome back to Journal Talk, and thanks for tuning in to Episode 11. I have a quick announcement before we listen in to another segment of the conversation I had with Linda Monk. I'm leading a dream journaling workshop on Sunday evenings, and we're about halfway through it right now. We practice techniques for remembering your dreams at night, and I coach everyone on a very simple but effective method for interpreting your dreams. Dreams can reveal so much information about your inner world of desires and your inner wisdom. And this workshop gives you access to understanding yourself in a whole new and profound way. The response has been so overwhelmingly positive, I'm planning to start up another six-week dream journaling workshop in October. And thanks to Mary McCarthy with Create Right Now, she has offered to provide scholarships So the course is valued at $149 for the six weeks, but I'm able to give away two seats to this course for free. Thank you, Mary. If you'd like to participate, please drop me a line and let me know that you're interested. I'll enter you in the drawing and announce two winners in my next episode of Journal Talk two weeks from now. 
All right, this next segment of Dialogue with Linda Monk is filled with profundity. We touched on so many thought-provoking ideas, it was really hard for me to edit down and distill this conversation into a short piece. Linda describes some of the techniques that she uses in her journaling workshops to facilitate people sharing their own journal writing with a community of other people. So people are actually reading and listening to one another, being inspired by each other's private insights without creating a therapy session. I'm truly impressed with how this works, and I'd like to start incorporating this into my own journaling workshop. Now in this segment, please excuse the sound quality. We got just a little bit of static and telephone noises in this piece. Linda starts the conversation by saying, journaling is something we think of as a solitary act. Listen in. Journaling is something that we think of as a solitary act. We write for ourselves, we go to the page in our own ways, we have our own rituals and practices around it and habits and schedules and, you know, all of those things. And what I have found through the process of coming together with others to write is that it's also a very powerful community building and team building tool. Mm-hmm. Because journaling is fundamentally about our stories, and yeah. stories are what connect us. I always think of every journal entry like a mini memoir. You know, we're capturing our thoughts and our feelings in that particular moment in time, knowing that they're ever-changing. And there is something about thinking about it as something that allows for collective transformation in addition to individual transformation that really excites me. And I think that's cutting edge. And it's also a territory that people might not step into easily because we do think of our journals as private, and they are. But when we're in choice about what we share, they still remain private. I always give people the choice in my workshops. If I, I set it up so that there's a lot of comfort and openness to do that sharing. You know, I make sure mm. there's confidentiality and, you know, other things. I also lead by example. I'll often do the writing exercises in the group that I'm having them do, and I'll read my journal. So, you know, wow. you kind of take those risks by example as a facilitator and a leader, and it helps other people do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I always say to people, if you don't want to share you know, the specifics of your journal, I invite them to share what they got out of that particular exercise, you know, what insights yeah. they got. You know, there's always two goals in coaching, and one is to deepen our learning, and the other is to forward our action. So I always like to give people a chance with their journaling to say, you know, sort of, so what, now what? I've had these insights in my journal even if they've come from these random, you know, rambling. <laughs> and, and how is there any choices I want to make because of this awareness? So mm-hmm. it's not enough just to sort of wake ourselves up. I think it really becomes extraordinary when we take that awareness and put it into action in our lives. Yes, yes, well said. And, and then when we do that in a group, based on what you've heard other people say, is there anything that you want to do differently? Any choices ah. you want to make? You know, I did a lot of group therapy in my background as a social worker, and you're always looking to normalize people's experiences so that they don't feel like they're alone and isolated and the only one who might be thinking or feeling something. And when people share their journals out loud, that happens. They're like, oh, I thought I was the only one going through that. Or, and you just, this blanket of interconnectivity just falls over the group. Yeah, people come in in the morning as strangers and leave in the afternoon in these deep connections with each other, and many of them will never see each other again. 
That's the power of taking it out of the individual realm and making it a group process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, I just got the gist of it in your last example, you know, having people share that epiphany, that whatever it is they got. It doesn't even have to be something overly dramatic. <laughs> and sharing a little bit, being around people who are self-healing, self-nurturing, being around people who are getting some form of enlightenment is enlightening. Yes. And I could just imagine how, wow, when you shared what you got for yourself, what that opened up for me was it's just the domino effect. And it's not making it a therapy session. I put a lot of boundaries around it. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, story. It's about insights. It's about being heard. No, no one's there to fix anything. No one's there to problem-solving or to do therapy with the content that comes up in the journal. You're there to listen. And the feedback that people give to each other is what had resonance for you about what that person said, what did you like. And so after you've shared your journal, you get all this wonderful heart-centered feedback that the listeners give you. And never does it enter this piece of feeling like you're in therapy. You just feel like you're in this empowered storytelling circle and that's what I really try to intentionally create yeah yeah so Linda how are you creating this around the world what's the next step I want to go to one of these (laughs) I'm doing them virtually but I and in my workshops you know in day-long workshops Uh but I would really love to be a catalyst for uh, this whole journaling and community movement that I you know really want to spark um, because I think there's, a, there's just so much, you know, I've done it with teams and workplaces. Uh, I've done it with leadership groups. And, wow, do I see the potential. You know, because so often we think that if transformation happens at the individual level, that that will lead to some collective change. And in some ways it does. You know, we are the sum of our parts, our, you know, families, communities, world. But also, we need tools for how we do collective and group change. How do we change the culture of a workplace? How do we change the culture of a leadership team? You know, how do we bring out the best in our family systems? And that requires that we have tools to engage in, you know, again, this collective transformation. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the power of journaling together. It's a tool for that, and it's an untapped tool because most people, if you say to them, we're going to read our journals out loud, they will run and hide. Like, there's no way they're going to do that. But yeah. if you set it up as a learning tool, you know, with certain conditions that honor emotional safety, confidentiality, you know, you put some of these conditions in place, people happily share. And it's magic. It really is. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. I could really sense. I mean, I've been to several seminars, workshops, things like the Landmark Forum, where people feel free to share personal insights and changes they're making in their lives. There is a sort of a group think that happens where, you know, people get inspired by the inspiration of others. You're listening to Journal Talk with your host, Nathan Oren. Journal Talk is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you resources, information, and inspiration about all things journaling. And now, back to Journal Talk. Welcome back. We're listening to a conversation I had with Linda Monk. 
And in this next segment, Linda shares how she personally used to meet up with a couple of her lady friends about once a month, not to do crochet, not to exchange gossip, not to play mahjong, no. But she used to meet up with her friends to write in their journals together. These must have been some worthwhile and affirming sessions, because after a few years of this, all three of them decided to co-author a book about their experience. The book is already written, and it's getting ready for publishing. The title will be Writing Alone Together, and it includes some of their journal entries, as well as some specific instructions for helping people like you and me starting our own journaling circle. I'm really interested to get a copy of this book when it comes out. Listen closely. Again, there's a bit of static on the line, but you'll get the idea. Last week, I had the chance to teach a webinar for International Coaching Week, and it was four coaches, and I had took them through an exercise where they could do some writing on the webinar and asked if anyone would like to share, and one woman did share. And it was you know, some really moving things, a challenging time she's having, and she was so courageous and brave and shared her stories. And I really believe that stories, you know, and storytelling are pathways to healing, that you know, when we tell our own story and we bear witness to someone else's story, everyone you know, gets something out of that. Mm-hmm. And after she, after she shared her journaling, a couple of the participants, said that they felt so much closer to her and they felt like they were more able to actually get in contact with their own challenges they were having all by way of this one person's story. It's like it opens doors, our stories, you know, into ourselves, but also into a meeting place with each other that's meaningful. Margaret Wheatley, Meg Wheatley, she's an author that I really enjoy and teaches a lot about leadership and coming together and She talks about great leaders being able to do two things, and one of them is to be able to self-reflect often, and the second one is to be able to engage in meaningful conversations with one another. And I find, you know, journal entries are such powerful places to open those meaningful conversations. I mean, what's more meaningful than sharing our deepest thoughts and feelings and fears and successes on the page and then being willing to give voice to them to each other? I mean, it's just such such rich place for, for that kind of meaningful connection. I mean, Nathan, you're teaching journaling workshops. Do you find this in your work? I find, Linda, that I haven't yet got to the place where, and I haven't really been, to be honest, willing to ask people to share what they're writing. I, I kind of keep it to you know, share what's going on for you and your journaling as the process. In other words, you know, how many times you write during the week and how is it feeling for you and what's your favorite time of day, what's your, what's your favorite place, and you know, do you have any ritual around it? And I ask questions around the writing. I haven't asked people any of the content unless they just happen to, to share it. <laughs> or very rarely do people, you know, open up and share it. So, wow, that's so beautiful that, you know, people trust enough to read something or share something, you know, very, very personal. That's really beautiful. Well, I set the stage for it and set it up as part of the opportunity of the coming together because mm-hmm. in my experience, people want to tell their stories. People want to be heard and witnessed. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in every journaling and, and um, well, maybe more so writing workshops I've been at over the past 20 years, there's always this opportunity and often expectation to share writing that's done in those courses. 
and the Writing Alone Together book. Maybe I could just share a bit about that, Nathan? Yeah, we definitely want to hear about this Writing Alone Together. Please share. The book is called Writing Alone Together, Journaling Within a Circle of Women for Creativity, Compassion, and Connection. That's the working title. It's basically a book that was born from my experience with two other women and the women who are co-authoring the book. We came together about six and a half years ago, and we were all, you know, like ourselves, journal writers, and said, what would happen if we did this thing we love together? You know, people who like books have book clubs. People who like to knit have knitting clubs. What would happen if we had a journal writing club? We got got pretty excited about it and set our first meeting. And uh, to make a long story short, what transpired was once a month for three years, we came together uh, for three hours a month, and we would just take prompts or be in the moment. We would write in our journal together in a circle, and then we would share our writing out loud. Mm-hmm. And uh, we never critiqued the writing. It wasn't you know, a creative writing group. It was a journaling group. And mm-hmm. we, after about three years, we said, like, what are we doing here? How has this transformed who we are as journal writers, as writers, and just as individuals? We must be getting something out of this practice to keep showing up for it. There's lots of other things we could be doing. And so we started to, to look at it, and we were all you know, educators in our own right, and we were all in, you know, various segments of personal development fields. One of the women did a PhD while we've been working on this book. On, wow. Uh, and the, another woman, she's a retired uh, professor from the University of Oregon where she taught women's studies, and, you know, you've heard a bit about my background. So we were all, you know, inclined towards trying to understand what our experience was and what, what in fact, was happening. And so at about the three-year mark, we decided that we would stop journaling together and start writing a book together about this experience. We thought, what if other people could benefit from this and do this too? And so writing alone together has four practices. We said, well, if we're going to teach this, we have to be able to say, like, what have we been doing here so that people can replicate it and do it themselves, start their own groups. And four practices are writing freely, reading aloud, listening deeply, and bearing witness. The book is filled with tons of our own journal writing in it. Most of the journaling we did for three years is in the book. Uh, sort of the how-to section to set up your own groups and considerations for creating emotional safety. Uh, there's, it's filled with journaling exercises and prompts. And, you know, it's sort of part memoir, part how-to, essentially. <laughs> We hope you're enjoying this episode of Journal Talk. Have you already subscribed on iTunes? You won't want to miss the next episode. Go to the iTunes store and search under Journal Talk. All one word. Click subscribe and get your Journal Talk delivered free. Thanks for subscribing. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Hey, everybody. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Journal Talk. I'm grateful to have this pleasure to share these insightful conversations with you about the power of journaling. And just before I sign off, I had to share these closing remarks from Linda Monk because they're so, they so beautifully describe what I believe journal talk is all about. 
after this great, rich conversation about building community and sharing journaling with other people, Linda expressed a realization that this podcast, by its very existence, is drawing together a community of like-minded individuals. If you agree with that and you'd like to be a part of it, please contact me. This project, Journal Talk, is still evolving, and it has so much potential, and I really believe it's bigger than just me. I'll meet you back here in two weeks, unless you contact me before. Take care, everyone. One of the things I thought about getting on the call and just taking a look at your podcast, Nathan, is it's like you're beginning to create a community of practice is what I call yeah. it. And, you know, I think some of us have been out here trying to do the same in our own ways. Um, you know, of those of us who are sort of declared and out in the world, seeing these champions of the power of journal writing. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, you know, we're all kind of doing it in our own way and, you know, writing books and creating workshops and, you know, all the different ways we're doing it. Yeah. And now there's this thing called journal coaching that's emerging because that's what we're deciding to call it. So <laughs> we're, we're sort of forging new ground. But this idea that there's those of us out here that are so passionate about this, we could learn so much from each other and mutually support each other. That, you know, it's, it's something, I think, Nathan, that you know, whether you're attending it or not, I think you're kind of on to something in terms of what would happen if we started to all be in conversation together. I know there's the, the Journaling Expo next year, and I'm grateful to have been invited to be part of that, and Mari McCarthy, lots of writing telesummits. So, you know, they do happen, but not specifically to journaling. And that, I think that would be the great next thing to do. Yeah. yeah. It starts with us. We are the invitation to, to do it, and we're all working towards it, I think, just in our own ways, just like you said, Linda. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Linda, thank you so much for joining this episode, and I look forward to the next one. I am not even going to pretend like I'm asking your permission. I'll just go ahead and schedule it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, let's, keep our, let's keep our conversation alive, Nathan, and I'm so grateful for the way you're bringing our ideas and one another together. I think you're on the cusp of something that uh, will lead to something else that's going to be amazing. And I really Yay. wish you the best with uh, the way you're putting your work in the world. So, oh, Thank you um, so much. Thank, yeah. Thanks a lot, Linda. Bless you, okay. and, okay. and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, bye, Nathan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> 